This is episode 17 of the Tonkoban podcast. Uh, this week we're going to talk about Sket Dance volumes 7 and 8. And uh, joining me as usual is my co-host Jude Knoll. Jude, how are you doing? Doing all right. Good. Yeah, I'm uh, excited to get into these uh, into these Sket Dance chapters. Uh, we, you and I, talked about them a little bit uh, the other day when we were playing Splatoon. But um, uh, I feel like an interesting like group of chapters we have uh, for these yeah. volumes. A lot of recurring storylines, and mm-hmm. I feel like. We did have a really, really long flashback arc. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we'll get into it, but we get the, the, you know, Himeko's version of the the kind of switch backstory that takes uh, twice as long. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think, a total of six or seven chapters. Yeah. <laughs> it's the majority of volume seven. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, well, do we just want to hop into, uh, hop into volume seven? Yeah, let's get it. Uh, so... First chapter of Volume 7, Chapter 54, we get the return of geography teacher Yamanobe Sensei. Mm-hmm. This time, he returns with a new game for the Skedan to learn. This time, it's a board game called Hyperion, an extremely complex board game that can supposedly be only played by men. Despite his warning, Himeko demands to be a part of the game and joins them anyway. Yamanobe begins by explaining each game piece, which comes with its own hyper-specific moveset around the board. Pieces range from bootleg Monopoly tokens to the plastic minigame, minivans from the Game of Life to Gundam-like figurines that Switch and Bosun become obsessed with. As Yamanobe predicts, Himeko quickly loses interest in the game as it's being explained, while the boys become absolutely engrossed in Hyperion. Yamanobe enters the trio in the World Hyperion Championships, which happen to only be attended by the grandchildren of his beloved master, Huang. Everyone becomes embarrassed by the game when they see the other players and leave in a sort of anticlimactic rush. Uh, yep. This, uh, this chapter was fun. I think this is definitely the best of the... Uh... You know, the Yamanobe Sensei chapters we've Definitely. had so far. We've had what? Genesis, this one. And was there another one that we've gotten from him? I, I feel like there was, that. but it was kind of. I feel like it wasn't very good. Yeah. So. I don't remember. I don't remember, I don't remember what, it what it was, but yeah, that other one. Um, yeah, this uh, this one was pretty, pretty fun. Very, uh, <clears throat> very wordy. There's a whole block here of. Uh, where it's explaining the uh, the rules of Hyperion, I uh, absolutely skipped those rules. Did not read through the entire rule book that uh, Shinohara copy and pasted here for us. Yeah, I've I've mentioned it before, but I feel like my favorite Shinohara ism is him creating this fake subculture and describing mm-hmm. you know the sort of people that are obsessed with it and the lore <laughs> behind it yep and him describing each game piece like how it moves and what it looks like really funny i loved his drawings of the like, game of life minivans mm-hmm. um, all these like quirky little pieces yeah i love the and- the office lady <laughs> one that's like throwing up after she drank like the the shots of vodka or whatever <laughs> Yeah, he he does such a good job of sort of describing how fandom works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty fun, pretty fun chapter. This one was uh, I loved the the Gundam reference. It looks like the uh, what does that look? It looks like the goof. I think is what it's called. It's like G O U F is uh, what that that like 
mech is in the Gundam universe. So that was a cool like uh, call out. Yeah, and I just loved all like the ridiculous like ways that these can move. Like the you know the the drunken office lady moves in like a zigzag pattern. <laughs> she can't walk straight. Yeah, it honestly looks like a pretty fun game. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And uh, actually, <laughs> the uh, the that card game that's in the new Splatoon, it's uh, very similar to the way the, the, the pieces are laid out. It's just very like seemingly random. <laughs> Yeah, chapter uh, fifty five is another like kind of fun one off series or mm-hmm. chapter about a recurring character. Yep. And this one, uh, Roman produces her own version of Yusuke Murata's famous how to draw manga series in her own like sketchy, horrible, <laughs> amateurish <style>. fashion. <laughs> yeah. And she ends up giving this manga guide to a younger member of her manga club, which ends up destroying that girl's already like pretty decent <laughs> art style. Yep. Yeah, I I like this chapter quite a bit too. I actually even looked up this uh like Murata's this this manga or whatever. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um and I I saw someone had uh scanlated like maybe the first chapter of the first volume or something. So I need to actually like check that out, but um it looked interesting. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to learn how to draw manga from anyone, Murata's a pretty good guy to do it because yeah, One Punch Man has incredible artwork. <laughs> yep, yep, and he did the art for, uh, let's see, yeah, I guess he, so he hadn't, like, started One Punch Man at this time, so this is going yeah. off the back of, like, Eye Shield 21 fame, which is kind of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Murata, too, I don't know, uh, you know how much of the Murata lore you've you know delved into but he did um, yeah. i guess when he was a kid he submitted character designs to like a a mega man like contest and oh, so there's cool. there's at least one but there might be two like mega man villains that are like literally his designs that they like he won the, oh wow he won the thing and they're in the game it's like you That's know sick. one of the things in mega man one of the bosses in mega man 4 is like literally his design i think it's like crystal man or something <laughs> like that which is pretty crazy that like you know whatever 13 year old Murata was literally designing Mega Man villains that made it into yeah. the game it makes sense I mean he's got like the most professional looking style in the game right now yeah, so it's, he, yeah, he's it's definitely so a prodigy mm-hmm. I love the um, I love Roman's version of the how to draw manga book <laughs> my favorite page is this one where it's like all the tools you'll need to be a manga artist mm-hmm. and it's like pin nibs there are all sorts of types <laughs> pin holders there are plenty of different types so pick the one that suits you ink there are many types eraser <laughs> there are quite a variety of types try them all yep yeah and i just love the idea of like someone who is just not even like tear i mean she's terrible but an amateur at their craft making the like how to do this book you get that so often on like uh you know on reddit like if you play any of these card games or whatever there's someone who's like i made a deck guide for this deck i'm you know whatever i'm in like the second lowest rank but here's how you play it it's like you did this completely wrong because you suck at the game yeah this is very similar to a deviant art how to draw guide (laughs) <laughs> I also loved the page where she's like, if you want to draw a face, it helps to first draw an oval with a cross through it, <laughs> which is something I remember as a kid, you would always see those in how to draw guides. Yep. And they would make it look so easy, but mm-hmm. 
they never made any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it used to frustrate me so much because you'd have to, like, go back and erase it. But then, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you've, like, already drawn the eyes and stuff over it, so it doesn't work right. Like, the only way yeah. the only way it's actually ever worked is, uh, you know, like, I have an iPad. And so, like, through, like, Procreate or whatever, you can do that and, like, do it with layers. So then you just get rid of that layer. And then it actually works. But, like, on actual paper, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. I could definitely imagine like stuff like Procreate and iPads being a godsend to mm-hmm. manga artists. I don't know how much they actually use stuff like that, but well, gotta make it a lot easier. So I don't think they use Procreate, but they, I think it's pretty like understood that basically everyone now uses this app called, um, oh, what is it called? Uh, comic something. Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to. Is it the one that, like, Shonen Jump actually... Clip Studio Paint is actually what it's called. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, that one is huge. Like, literally everyone uses it, whether you are, like, making manga or just, like, you know, comics in general and stuff. It's, like, basically the the go-to app. Cool. Little background lore for you there. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And any any other uh, notes on the how to draw manga chapter? No, not that one. It was a fun chapter. The the best Roman chapter we've had so far. Yeah, yeah. We we have some pretty good returns for uh, recurring characters here. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, we get started on a massive seven chapter flashback arc. <laughs> um, so in chapter fifty six. Starts with Himeko getting into a scuffle with some sort of, like, gang of street punks. Uh, something about manga, there's always just, like, gangs of bad people <laughs> walking around ready to beat you up, like, steal your money. Yes. <laughs> like, in the manga world, do not just walk down the street alone. You're gonna get jumped by a gang of just delinquents with weird hair. I was gonna say, what is Japan like? Like, from my understanding, you know, it's, like, a pretty... <laughs> chill normal like first world country right like this is the yeah the kind of stuff you see when people are like you know i don't know whatever you're going to some third world country and they're like well okay you can't you know you can't leave the can't leave the hotel after 10 p.m because you'll get abducted <laughs> it's like that's what this seems yeah. like <laughs> yeah that's like these people are always in danger always getting into fights uh-huh. uh <laughs> but anyway she, she gets into a scuffle with like a gang of uh delinquents and ends up breaking her signature field hockey stick in the process the gang then takes a train to the sporting goods store to buy a new one the store's sketchy new manager suggests a few for purchase but Bosun figures out the guy's just talking out of his ass he doesn't know anything about sporting goods it turns out that the real manager was being held hostage in the back room for some reason and himeko beats the kidnapper up the, new, the true owner gives her a free stick, which Himeko believes has the word fragrance written on it in English. She dubs the weapon Summer Breeze before Switch informs her that it actually says flagrance. They all pass a playground, which then triggers a memory for Himeko and Bosun. So yeah, once again, like they go to the sporting goods store <laughs> and the owner's being kidnapped yeah. and they don't explain why. Well, so I think maybe I made this up, but I th- thought it was he was like coming to rob the store and then just also (laughs) tied up the manager like you don't have to do all that you could just rob the store man you don't have to like harm people in the process 
yeah it's like everywhere these people go there's people like and it happens later in the next volume too people are just like constantly causing trouble breaking the wall just because they can like my hero academia's imaginary world is safer (laughs) than the world of your average uh slice of life manga japan literally lives in the world of the purge or something yeah (laughs) exactly constant just cry no police anywhere either just himeko to save the day <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I, uh, for this chapter i you know since we're getting into the you know it's definitely like showing that we're gonna get into the himeko backstory i wrote three points on like my my predictions based on the switch one of what <laughs> we would get so i have uh himeko kills someone by smashing them with a hockey stick in a blind rage um her best friend is killed and Himeko is helpless to stop it or she is mistaken for maiming someone with the hockey stick those were my uh those were my predictions just based off the off the switch one to see to to what we would get out of this uh, Himeko backstory it's funny because none of them are completely correct but they're all kind of close uh-huh yep <laughs> they're all I also they're all in the realm I also like she's like oh this hockey stick says fragrance on it <laughs> which for one like why why yes. would it say that but two why would it say flagrance <laughs> yeah I don't understand obviously like you know this is just some random English word that they're mm. kind of just throwing in there for flavor well but yeah I was gonna say flagrance I know that... really isn't even like a word people use no yeah I, I tried to type it in here and autocorrect like was like <laughs> this isn't a word yeah well, I know that it could be a like a translation thing because R's and L's are like the same yeah, letter exactly. in Japanese. So I guess yeah. I don't know if it was like the translator was just trying to find. Um, well, no, because I guess the hockey stick does say it just like yeah. straight up in English, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thinking like flagrant fouls. Like the word flagrant yeah. is something, but uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard somebody actually say flagrant. Yeah, it was very very bizarre um (laughs) it just says flagrance yeah yeah i guess i don't know i'd have to we'd have to consult shinohara on on this joke because they're like oh it means like atrocity and notoriety Uh which i don't that's not even for the word flagrant that's not like a total one-to-one translation no yeah yeah the well and the only situation i think i've ever use flagrant is like in basketball where there's a flagrant yeah foul. like a flagrant i don't foul. know if i've ever used the word in any other situation at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a kind of a convoluted joke whether you're reading it in english or japanese yeah mm-hmm. yeah well we can i think we can sort of chalk that one up to you know japanese to english uh translation weirdness probably oh yeah whether shinohara or the you know this uh our benevolent scan leader's fault. <laughs> yeah, the I'm definitely not going to put any blame on the scan leader because mm-hmm. they do. This is actually a pretty good translation. Uh, it's yeah, definitely it's, not like weekly shown and jumped here, but it's better than other ones that I've read for sure. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely readable. And there's nothing where I'm reading and I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, oh, this translator obviously doesn't speak English either, right? Like, I feel like I get those yeah. sometimes where it's like. Oh, like I feel like English was this person's second language, and they're translating it from Japanese, right? It's like there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on here. No, this one is <laughs> yeah, this one's readable. It you know it's good, and they've got uh, I feel like some of the the 
translator notes are helpful too. So yeah, shout out to uh, whatever this scan group is. Uh, Sin scans yep. is the one I'm, I'm reading. Yeah, pretty sure it's a different translator group than did like the one shot in first couple uh-huh. chapters because I did feel like they're first arc was a little rough Mm. like the first volume but it's gotten a lot better over time yep definitely all right so this will uh, be the start of our massive flashback (laughs) section so uh chapter 57 we go back three years we see himeko in her room watching her favorite tv show which is a cartoon called pop man which stars a bumbling superhero which wears cat ears and big goggles i think it's supposed to be a type of uh Type of hero like Doraemon, or mm. have you seen Anpan Man before? Yeah. It's just mm. like this like loaf of bread with yep. a face. <laughs> um, then once again, we see her, uh, even back then, beating up a group of delinquents and bullies as per usual. Mm-hmm. Then the flashback shows us that Himeko actually used to play field hockey herself and was pretty good at it. Uh, her family moves to Tokyo, which she's bummed about, but she's up when she learns that she can actually play for the school field hockey team instead of, I guess it was basically like a travel team before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She excels at the sport after initially failing to fit in at the school and makes friends with a girl named Achan. We learn that Achan has fallen in with a group of, once again, delinquents <laughs> led by a girl named Nanba, who seems to be extorting her for cash. Himeko feels compelled to do something about it. Um, yeah, it's like once again, we just see a group of bad people used as a plot device. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nanba looks uh, horrifying in these oh, yeah. chapters too. I have to say, <laughs> I've never seen a, uh, I've never seen an anime or manga character with braces before, and I'm kind no. of I kind of understand why not. It looks really weird. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if. Yeah. I wonder if like. Uh, I wonder if like braces aren't a thing over there or something maybe because yeah. that's like a, a very common <laughs> yeah that's true too i was yeah. just thinking that's like a really common trope over here right like there's the character yeah. with braces gets like made fun of or whatever you know or they even go one step closer to like the external braces that wrap around your head <laughs> and like uh Ed and Eddie, i think has a character like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i think in general orthodontia is actually a very like american practice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, in other in other countries, like, obviously you have the kind of stereotype that, like, people in England yeah. have bad teeth. But mm-hmm. I think in America, or, like, orthodontics are a lot more popular than they are in other countries. Well, makes sense. It's a gazillion dollars to just go have your yep. teeth cleaned. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At my, at my job, uh, they were doing, like, a benefits meeting. And they were talking mm-hmm. about, like, if you get the dental plan... There's, like, a whole separate one if you have kids that are going to get, like, braces or something. It's oh, way man. more expensive. But yeah, I won't. Yeah, it's, no, it's nobody crazy. wants to hear the details of <laughs> my, my job's dental insurance plan. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's um, our next podcast is a benefit summary <laughs> podcast. Uh, chapter 58, Himeko uh, decides to rescue her friend and confronts Achan about the situation. She blows Himeko off at first, but after Himeko refuses to let up, Ah tells her to come with her while she hands over the cash the next time. Nanba and her gang beat the shit out of Himeko, and Nanba accidentally drops the envelope of cash, which uh, Ah wrote Nanba's name on it, or like, given name without any honorifics, which Mm -hmm. makes Himeko realize 
that Ah is actually in cahoots with the delinquent gang. As it turns out, Ah is actually the head honcho and is paying them to do her bidding. So yeah, like now this we've gone beyond just common gangs of street thugs. This is full on <laughs> organized crime. Yeah, in I guess like middle school or freshman <laughs> year of high school and absolutely I insane i didn't understand himeko's like how she figured it out like based on I guess like instead of writing thing, her like didn't... last name or something it's like yeah yeah i guess that's because if you call somebody by their first name that means you're like yeah you guys are tight them. yeah At i guess that's time it. though I hate to be like a plot hole cinema sins type guy, but if you're like running an underground operation, why are you writing people's names on the invoice if you're just going to be handing it to them? Yeah, good point. Like, Maybe like, she has other games like, that she's uh, doling out these envelopes to. She's like, I gotta make sure this one gets to Nama. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm imagining like in the Sopranos or something, if they're if they're out here, like, getting paid off by a restaurant for protection or something like that, like, they're not gonna write, like, Tony Soprano <laughs> on an envelope and hand it to him. This is, this is amateur, this is amateur organized crime. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, and with, the, you know, we can make this use that in middle school, you. but with as many thug groups that there are here, like, <laughs> you've gotta level it up, right? Like, exactly. You know, surely you figured it out by now. Yeah, and I thought the this weird, you know, I'll say like kind of heel turn from Achan was a little weird, but it was set up from like a mile away. Uh, oh yeah, kind of disappointed with this like you know big plot twist compared to the the switch one. Did not carry oh, yeah. nearly as much weight. I don't feel. Yeah, I think this was a pretty for the length. It was a very weak arc because mm-hmm. we are only like a third of the way through. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, All right. no murders yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, now chapter 59, uh, continuation of where we left off last time. Himeko loses her shit and levels the entire gang with her hockey stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, is shocked by what she sees and she calls her a demon and tells everyone that Himeko is like a psycho. People begin talking or spreading rumors about this uh, extremely dangerous girl named the Onahime. And Himeko decides to lean into the legend by fighting anyone who bothers her and gets in her way. She uh, becomes an outcast and decides to dye her hair blonde and then transfers to another high school, which is the same one that Switch and Bosun go to. Uh, we see her in her homeroom class, uh, sitting in the back of class, being... A typical anime manga loner, <laughs> and she pulls her prize pop man hat out of her bag, which Bosun sees. And uh, we look at the pop, the pop man bag it has like cat ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pop man hat has cat ears on it. It's red, uh, the same one we see Bosun wearing later on. Yeah, uh, this the panel of Himeko surrounded by just like the carnage after she's beat up uh, <laughs> Namba's group is incredible it's such a good panel yeah it looks, looks like, like a, a, it's like something out of berserk <laughs> for sure uh he definitely went all out with that and i do mm-hmm. like um i do like our first appearance of bosun without his hat he's got like the crazy hair mm-hmm. skin, yeah that was cool uh, deep. <laughs> yeah and i like that we start to get the the hat origin story that was something that i wanted i think like back yeah, you in mentioned first that. episode i said so yeah it took a uh, you know Took about a year in manga time. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so Bosun is like a total uh, pop man nerd. He mm-hmm. keeps bothering Himeko, asking questions about the pop man universe. She has no interest in talking and gets totally annoyed with her or with him. She gives him the hat to make him leave her alone, but that really doesn't do it. He keeps uh, trying to become friends with her. And eventually he sort of ends up falling into her three person friend group with another girl. Himeko's other friend ends up once again, having a run in with some random street punks and Bosun says the two of them need to go save her. Himeko doesn't want Bosun to get involved and tells him to meet her at another location to start the retrieval mission. Well, Himeko pulls up at the park to start fighting. Uh, Once again, it's like, how many times are we going to see someone <laughs> get ambushed by random thugs in this uh, in this volume? I'm getting a little sick of it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really a uh, treading water with these uh, with these storylines here. Yeah, I would rather live in the Berserk universe than the <laughs> the Skat Dance universe. Oh, t- yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Can't leave your house. Yeah, I. I like in the beginning when or, uh, when Sket Dance, when Bosun is trying to talk to Himeko about Pop Man and she just like keeps uh, like brushing him off like let my man yeah. just talk about Pop Man like how many people is he exactly. allowed to talk about this children's TV show character with like <laughs> you know, let my let my man go on about Pop Man here exactly I, I hope we get more uh, Pop Man lore or maybe like a one off chapter that's set mm-hmm. in the Pop Man universe yeah because it's a cool design and, you know, Shinohara loves to do stories within a story. Mm-hmm. So it would be, be a cool one-off chapter. That's a, that's a prediction of mine that we're going to see a full Pop Man episode play out in the future. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, too, like, it is funny. This is, you know, how Bosun just, like, starts talking to Himeko about this hat or whatever. That's basically the same way that I made, like, every friend in college was like, oh, you have this sticker on your laptop? Okay, I guess I'll talk to you. That's, like, (laughs) the only way to make friends in school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Shinohara Shinohara gets it. Uh, He he gets how fandom brings people together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember one of my, like, my first friend ever made in, like, uh, elementary school had these, uh, they were, like, Pokemon eraser cap things. (laughs) <laughs> and so I was like, oh, that kid likes Pokemon. I guess we can talk about Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, if there's some way to buy the Pop Man hat, I need to get one for myself. It's sick. Oh, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be tight. Just going to work with the Pop Man hat and uh, glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sitting down to, like, write up an email and I put the <laughs> goggles on and get into concentration <laughs> mode. <laughs> total concentration (laughs) it's like horse blinders yeah demon slayer kind of jacked uh bosun's whole power the total concentration Mm -hmm. pop man form yep yep where's the yeah where's the the (laughs) skedan callback uh exactly uh, come on so in uh, chapter 61, uh, Onihime ends up fighting the gang and once again breaks her stick in the process. Bosun uh, ends up appearing at the last minute and shoots the thugs with his slingshot. 
The two then lay waste to the gang, and Himeko realize, or reveals that she was the Onahime all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this panel where uh, Bosun finally confronts everybody, and he's like, in his typical fashion, is crying with these like disgusting yeah. <laughs> globs of snot coming out of his nose, uh-huh. tears firing in every direction. <laughs> We see this a lot from him. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a funny facial expression. Yep, yeah, and I like how uh, he goes into his yet yeah, his total concentration mode, but not with the normal uh, goggles we see. These are like Pop Man like replica eyeglasses or something. Yeah, because I thought when we were initially going to get introduced to Pop Man, like those were going to be the goggles that he uses mm-hmm. in the future. But I guess he ended up buying a new pair later on. Yeah, I wonder Maybe if we'll, we'll get, get the, the we'll story get the, about that too. We'll get the goggle lore <laughs> at some point. <laughs> All right, in uh, chapter sixty-two, uh, Bosun and Himeko's other friend, whose name I don't care about and can't remember, yep. still <laughs> want to be friends with her despite everything. <laughs> Bosun recruits Himeko to become part of his new student organization, which is going to uh, help people and make the school a better place. And we jump back to the present where. For some reason, the gang just happens to run into Achan in the park, who apologizes for everything. Kind of a anticlimactic ending to the arc. Mm-hmm. Um, any notes or comments on the arc as a whole or the last chapter? Definitely a weaker arc than the uh, the Switch one. I think I still liked it overall. I didn't, you know, dislike yeah. this arc. Um it was a pretty you know, not quick, have, easy read, yeah. but it yeah, it definitely did not need to be seven chapters or however long it is. Yeah, especially when you compare it to the other like volume length mm-hmm. story arc, which was the absolute highlight of the series run so far. Yeah, and is it implied that uh, is it Achan that they meet at the very end that she like stops by this park all the time or whatever to like make yeah, it up like, to Himeko? What is she doing? Yeah, that's <laughs> none of that really made any sense to me. I felt like it was a very clumsy ending. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Bosun looks way more lame with just the pop hat, pop man hat on, and not the goggles. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. Yes, with I just totally the hat agree. On. With the goggles, looks pretty sick. <laughs> Without <just> absolute <laughs> loser. <laughs> i didn't think about that but it's totally true yeah he yeah. looks he looks so stupid without the without the hat on <laughs> or the goggles rather yeah so that's all my uh all my notes on on that one do you have any other volume seven notes or do we want to to hop into volume eight uh yeah i i feel like that vault the story arc was pretty straightforward mm-hmm. um it was okay yeah yeah i yeah i feel the the same way all right, so we're going to move over into uh, Volume 8 of Sket Dance. Um, so in uh, Chapter 63, we get the, the Sket Dance. They're kind of cleaning up the club room when they come across uh, this mysterious box. Um, and the box is filled with all of these, like, failed inventions of switches. Um, and they're all, like, these really <laughs> weird and bizarre inventions. Like, one is a, uh, like, this human robot head it's this girl's head that uh just like blows to cool soup that switch was going to give to uh what's his name otakaru is that right yeah i feel like um it reminds me of that thing from toy story where it's like the baby doll head <laughs> on top of the spider legs uh-huh it looks like that if 
the baby doll head was the head from like an anime figurine instead. Yep. Very unsettling. Yeah, it's uh very weird. It's like it's just the head is normal and then the rest of it is all like, you know, robotic and wires and stuff. <laughs> um there's one that's a knapsack with like a the face of a mandrel. Um we get hover boots and there's a, a couple other weird ones as well. But uh yeah, all the inventions are just very bizarre and have like kind of these fatal flaws to them. Um but so at the end of the, uh, you know, so the whole chapter is just them sort of kind of going through these inventions and making jokes about them. And, you know, they're all like failing and messing up in various ways. Uh, but then at the end of the chapter, Bosun spots uh, kind of a building on fire and using, I think it's, is it like a, are they like goggles or something like that that he's able to sort of use to like, they lock onto this kid um yeah so there are these goggles um you can like pick a target and they'll mm-hmm. automatically lock on but the flaw was that if the thing that you're locked <laughs> onto moves in 360 degrees it'll snap your neck yeah so he's got these goggles on and sees a kid is trapped up there um and it like locks onto him so he basically uses all the inventions to propel himself because one of them was like a like a confetti bazooka kind of thing but the the issue with it was that it was just like so strong that it would basically like break your arm i guess when you tried to use it but so they you know yeah. kind of combine all of these terrible inventions so that he's able to like you know shoot himself over there to save the kid uh from the fire um pretty fun little fun little chapter uh i loved all of the um all the various inventions and stuff i thought this was just a a pretty good like one-off chapter yeah, I feel like in the last episode we talked about how the tonal shift after the switch arc mm-hmm. was kind of jarring. Yeah, but I feel like the arc with uh, Himeko's backstory went on for so long that mm-hmm. I think it actually worked here. Yeah, yeah, and dude, this was a particularly funny pretty. chapter too. Yeah, yeah, this one was cool, and I, I love the the panel where Boson actually gets his neck like turned all the way around (laughs) just hilarious yeah and i mean a lot of these inventions are either really creepy or stupid Mm -hmm. but i do really like the mandrill backpack yeah that's sick i guess it's supposed to be yeah i think it's supposed to be some sort of weird pun in japanese Mm -hmm. that didn't translate because they got a different word for whatever a mandrill is yeah but i would I would rock this. Just having a giant <laughs> like monkey face on your back. Uh-huh. It looks dope. Yep. Um, there is a very weird joke in the beginning that uh, feels really problematic. They make more kind of Afro jokes that <laughs> just that one uh, oh, yeah. seemed a little off to me. I was reading this. I was like, uh, I don't know about that one, Shinohara, but you do you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but I think that's, that's par for the course for some of these, uh, you know, early 2000s or you know mid 2000s and earlier japanese series yeah i agree and i also i did really like the joke that calls back to the one shot where they're Mm -hmm. like uh was weren't invention supposed to be a major part of switch's character at first like yeah Mm-hmm. yeah shinohara's like i feel like this whole idea was something i kind of forgot about so i'm just gonna make up for it all in one yeah, shot exactly yeah and actually i like that joke even in the one shot that what are they called like the toby kage or something like that the, these little yeah. bug things they're hilarious <laughs> they're always talking about how gross they look yeah um so moving on to chapter 64 
Uh, this time we get the student council is uh, throwing a surprise party for the, the principal. Um, and so they discover that the principal has like a new like bus statue uh, made of himself. Um, but they talk about how it's kind of it looks off like the, the statue doesn't have his glasses and stuff. So they um, yeah. like draw on the glasses and, you know, that's they realize that they messed up there. Right. Like because they use permanent marker and stuff. So then they, uh, to kind of fix it, they draw, like, eye, like, um, like, pupils on it, I guess. Um, and then that obviously goes awry and, you know, they try various ways to clean it off and nothing works. It just looks atrocious. Um, but so eventually the principal comes back and, um, you know, to, to stop him from looking at the, um, at the statue, they knock him out by throwing, like, a pie in his face and then they <laughs> just get a new statue made using the mold from like the birthday cake that they threw at him. Um, and then the principal just, uh, is, he's kind of cool with it at the end. He's like, yeah, this, uh, this looks like me. He's none the wiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like, uh, this chapter was not that strong mm-hmm. in my opinion. Although I did like the final punchline where they just like, beat the shit out of the principal yeah. to stop him from seeing what they'd done to his uh mm-hmm. done to his bust but i don't know it felt like they kind of this joke didn't need to be drawn out for 20 pages yeah this chapter was you know middling right it was a, a five out of ten just yeah get, gets, phoning it gets in. the job done for a week you know i don't you know i I don't hate it, don't like it, it's, I'll forget that this chapter existed, you know, in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 65, we get uh, introduced to a new character. Uh, the class gets a new, like, assistant teacher named Misora Remy. Um, she's kind of an energetic klutz from an educational TV show called And Mother as Well. Um, the students really like her, but she's just super clumsy and goofy and, like, forgetful. Um, so the Sket Dan asks uh, Chuma Sensei if he has any like personality altering uh, concoctions because I mean he has he has ones that uh, grow hair and ones that age kids or uh, de age kids I guess so why wouldn't he have personality altering <laughs> ones and uh, you know naturally he does um, however they're all like way too literal and don't work so there's ones to like you know make her, I guess, like, a little more serious, and she just becomes, like, super cold and uh, all this sort of stuff. They all go, like, you know, way beyond. Um, but in the end, uh, Chuma just kind of convinces her that she's, you know, fine the way she is and to focus on her strengths as a teacher. Um, a fun little chapter, uh, surprising, like, you know, kind of sentimental moment from Chuma Sensei here at the end. It's the, or I guess, kind of the most, like, <laughs> serious or teacher-like we've seen him in the entire series so far yeah this is another one though where i did feel like it was uh, a little bit lost in translation mm-hmm. i think this uh main character for this chapter was supposed to be a reference to some tv show that we probably yeah that... know if we were the actual target audience here mm-hmm. but i do really like the intro page that uh shows her for the first time it's a cool like chapter cover page mm-hmm very 70s design from sheena Hara. yep <laughs> yeah yeah uh, another just kind of you know fine filler chapter uh nothing crazy but you know it was it was serviceable um yeah next up is chapter 66 where the uh sket dan is approached by one of bosun's uh former bandmates um from last episode uh when he was in the 
what were they called? The Sket Bombers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy recruits Boson and Switch to go on a group date with him. Uh, however, almost immediately at the start of the date, the girl that uh, this guy likes, uh, they confess to each other and leave, just leaving Switch and Boson to just kind of hang out and flounder with the remaining girls. Um, you know, they're like doing these jokes and stuff and uh it's just you know not coming across at all um but himeko who is has been kind of stalking them uh it's funny her all of her moments every time that they're making these jokes and stuff she's like that's hilarious why aren't they responding um so she gets real (laughs) frustrated by these girls like lack of response so she butts in tell them off and you know that's just kind of how the how the chapter ends we get a a string of these sort of one-off you know, just kind of like random, almost filler chapters here. Um, but I thought this one was fine as well. It's a uh, another one of these chapters that's like really kind of text heavy, which I am not a huge fan of. But you know, there's there's some good jokes in here. Yeah, I do like getting to see the characters outside of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, Shinohara is always really good at drawing actually fashionable outfits, yeah. <laughs> and I like to see each of the characters kind of dressed in something that wasn't their school uniform Mm -hmm. yeah and i love the one of the girls he draws just like super ugly and i think they always say that she has like a crooked face or something which i wonder if that's a (laughs) translation thing but it's hilarious (laughs) yeah she looks like one of the uh one of the monster characters from the scary stories to tell in the dark books (laughs) yes yeah it's uh you know a, a fun chapter um but nothing once again kind of nothing to to write home about on that one um in chapter 67 we get switch and boson are obsessed with collecting uh all of the uh chososhin slender minifigure uh like gotcha toys um they end up getting himeko into it as well and the trio spends all of their money just kind of bleeding through this gotcha gotcha machine and uh, collecting all the figures only to be left sad at the end when they realize they've uh, wasted all their money. So they're, you know, they're kind of going through, turning the crank, um, spending all their money and getting all of the the toys out. And at the end, are left with the, you know, they've completed their collection and have to meet the, you know, why did I spend all this money on this pointless collection? Yeah, I I, I love this chapter. this chapter was great. Um, <laughs> You can tell that Shinohara was a character designer before he was doing manga art mm-hmm. because each of these, uh, you know, he, he he experiments with wildly different styles. You've got these like chibi monsters and super like tall, skinny Power Rangers looking guys, mm-hmm. and they all look pretty believable. Yeah, like, even though the concepts are kind of ridiculous, they look like characters you would actually see on a tv show Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and i love all the names for them and stuff there's one that they call like the sapia expander and he's just like you know he makes some comedies like his color is brown (laughs) um and there's a a a funny line too on page two where um you know himeko's kind of like dogging on them for this uh you know this hobby or whatever and boson says something like oh shut up you could never understand this kind of male passion anyway i guess collecting gotcha figures is a yeah just a a male passion uh hobby I loved that the leader of the Power Rangers group was this character named Clam Chowder, who's just a mug that's holding a spoon. Mm -hmm. And he's got this ridiculous looking, like, Pokemon style face. Mm -hmm. 
And then there's another guy, and his character is just named Anthony, and it's just a dude wearing a hat. He looks like one of those, um, if you remember, like, when you'd be leaving the grocery store and they would have, like, a capsule toy machine mm-hmm. on the way out. They were those, like, they're like homies. Yeah. <laughs> homies toys, just, like, these really weird-looking, like, somewhat offensive mm-hmm. plastic figurines yeah, but he's, he kind of reminds me of those yeah, he's just a little wearing an i heart new york shirt <laughs> yeah yeah this was a this is a pretty good chapter um another one that's like very text heavy but uh hilarious i yeah i really enjoyed this one best one yeah. of these kind of one-off chapters that we got definitely i feel like america needs to step up its gotcha game like now that i'm thinking about mm-hmm. it we have those type of machines here and everything inside of them is just terrible yeah they're not even it's fun to collect like bootleg yeah it's like bootleg minion <laughs> stickers uh racially insensitive stereotypes <laughs> like i was talking about before or i mean i don't even know it's like lame keychains or like uh those sticky hands some, yeah. that have like they're on like the, the string kind of deal and you like slap them on your wall and they leave like a nasty residue we used to get in trouble so much because we'd like throw it on the ceiling and then obviously couldn't reach it and fall down and would just leave this like oily gunk on the ceiling (laughs) you know my mom could never clean off yeah i remember as a kid um leaving skyline chili and always trying to get my parents (laughs) to let me get like uh i think they may have like had a tech deck dudes Mm -hmm. one where it had those little like finger shaped guys on skateboards but i mean if they had like actually cool figurines with characters like this, I, I would consider buying them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I the coolest one we had when I was a kid is one of the like stores or restaurants or something in my town had one that was like it would shoot out like a piece of cardboard and in between like these slabs of cardboard would be like a Yu-Gi-Oh card or something. Um oh, so you could do Yu-Gi-Oh cards and you know we played and stuff when we were kids so we're like oh this is super cool and all the cards that you got were just like complete trash like none of it was like yeah. <laughs> oh i already have six copies of this card and i just paid whatever you know 75 cents for this one <laughs> the thing is worth not even seven yeah. cents <laughs> something that we uh have in the west that i don't think really ever uh became a thing in japan mm-hmm. that i think would have made a really cool gotcha toy or like bakugan um beyblade type of deal would be mighty beans mm, mm-hmm. i feel like I, I was obsessed with collecting those as a kid <laughs> and if there was some sort of battling or like adventure component to collecting those mm-hmm. I, I think it could have taken off even more yeah that does sound pretty sick actually like if they'd actually like you know <laughs> fleshed it out and stuff yeah i think they may have actually had pokemon mighty beans at one point yeah that that sounds sounds about right i feel like that's something that would have seen yeah. on like uh you know some cartoon network commercial like 4 a.m on a sunday or something <laughs> or yeah Adult it looks like looks like they did at some point there's a jigglypuff Vinette, torchic a random I was gonna say, what a strange there. strange group of pokemon <laughs> who's who's really going out for the the bennett uh mighty bees <laughs> <laughs> the cacnea one looks pretty sick actually i feel like that one translated mm-hmm. the best of this shape are these the things that like they would kind of stand up straight and if you flicked them they would like pop back up am i remembering that correctly <laughs> yeah they had magnets inside gotcha them. okay i feel like 
I feel like they could have come up with some sort of battle game mm-hmm. that you could have used for these. Like, you don't have to think about it that hard. Yeah. Just well, there's some some way for them to land on a target or something. Mm-hmm. Well, the, Japan has all of those weird ones. Like, there's one, um, I don't know, the show was not on very long, but it was on just long enough to get me to buy the toy of it. And it was, um, I think it was called Beatamon. It was like B slash <laughs> like D-A-M-O-N or something like M-A-N. And it was these things like you put them together almost like Gundams. Um, but then they had like a thing that you could like pull back and you put like a marble in there and it would like shoot the marble out. And the point of the show was that like, you know, they had these and they would like, you know, try to knock down these pins or something on the other team, like bowling kind of thing. Um, but so I got that because I was like, oh, this is the next this is the next Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Or like Beyblades. This is my thing. Like everyone in school is going to have these. And of course, no one in school had them. It was just me with the, the beat them on. But that thing was sick. Okay. These, I'm looking at them right now. These actually have pretty nice character designs. Yeah. Like all of the little robots kind of look the same, mm-hmm. but the the characters in the anime series actually look, they look, they look kind of nice. Yeah. No, that, yeah, I was all about beat them on. I, you know, I'm still, uh, beat them on hive give me give me the reboot <laughs> yeah it looks like the last time there was something beat them on uh related on the air was 2013 man a tragedy so i guess it did come back at yeah, some point yeah, but yeah <laughs> yeah it said uh, originally the english dub was to be run by the cw saturday morning block but those plans never came to fruition <laughs> as the cw's vortex block seized operations that same month damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were all of those uh not to derail us too much but all of those shows that were i mean i was into every single one of them like i had uh I had the Duel, Duel Masters, I think was what that one was. Oh, I had yeah. the starter deck for that, which I didn't learn until later that that was actually um, put out by the company that makes Magic the Gathering as like supposed oh, to be like the yeah. Japanese Magic the Gathering, which ended up that Magic the Gathering just became super huge in Japan anyway. But yeah, that's what that was supposed to be. Like a lot of the mechanics were like super, super sim- similar. Um and there was a Zatch Bell even had a card game. I, I bought this, the starter deck for Zatch Bell. My brother and I did. Neither one of us knew how to play, but I had them. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, Kenta Shinohara, one of the series he actually designed characters for, was called Battle Spirits, which was uh, Namco's mm-hmm. answer to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I need to check out Battle Spirits. I need to see these uh these shinohara like Yu-Gi-Oh designs yeah cool. i i can tell that he like he definitely had to conform to their style but mm-hmm. you can you can see flashes of his personality shine through here that's cool yeah i'll i'll check that out for sure um moving over to chapter uh, 68 before we kind of get into it the color page for it is so good it's very um like witch watch core it is uh basically like the you know the the demo for what he does currently with those color pages i feel like yeah super flat mm-hmm. uh, almost textureless artwork yep. um fashion magazine poses mm-hmm. using only like colors? six colors yeah. <laughs> or something like that yeah they're a little off like boson kind of if boson's jacket was like green it would look just like a skit or a, a witch watch color that's the only thing that's like sort yeah. of off about it i feel like 
I almost feel like it's the exact inverse of the usual color palette you get mm-hmm. from a Witch Watch color page. Yeah. Because it's like very, it's like earth tones, mm-hmm. uh, super like dark and washed out. Yep. You would never really see green and like brown mm-hmm. on a Witch Watch cover. It, it's just like if they um, inverted the colors. Yep. It's like a photo negative. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I just wanted to, to point out this... Uh, color page because honestly it's the the best part of this chapter because chapter 68 is basically just uh going over the popularity poll um you know and the sket dan sweep places uh one through three with bosun in first switch in second and himeko in third and uh switch is drawing a bosun coming in fourth um i i don't know how you felt about this one i was not the biggest fan of this i like when series will do like a couple pages sort of like with jokes about the color or about the um popularity poll but i didn't need 20 pages of it (laughs) this is where i disagree i actually (laughs) think this was one of the funniest witch watch chapter not (laughs) this is one of the funniest sket dance chapters yet Mm -hmm. um it's just like so over the top it is very ridiculous yeah so stupid i think only shinohara could pull this off Uh But I, I think he's kind of just flexing how many characters he's managed <laughs> to shove into this year of serialization. Mm-hmm. And I love that he's actually acknowledged that I feel like there's kind of this running joke among Shonen Jump readers of like submitting the most obscure as possible characters. Yeah, like Kobini's car as your favorite like sixth or something in the Chainsaw Man one. Yeah, like usually the the magazine will just print the results and you'll see these characters appear near the bottom, mm-hmm. but he's specifically calling people out yeah. for voting for uh like Hyperion pieces, <laughs> drawings of characters. Mm-hmm. Um we got one of the characters from the fictional uh, magical girl series from a few volumes ago. Yep. Shinohara himself seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this one, I think I think my biggest issue with it is, you know, it's the issue I have with, you know, my, or I guess my biggest issue with Sket Dance is that some of them can be wordy, and this chapter is obviously very wordy because he's going into these jokes about the thing. But, uh, yeah, there, there were some some good moments in it. Like, yeah, the, the drawing of Bosun coming in fourth <laughs> cracked me up. Yeah, I do like... Um... I do like Otakarun getting 26 <laughs> and then giving a speech in the middle of the page. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh yeah, there's some some good moments in in this one. Um but yeah, I myself I was not uh the biggest fan. I did like <laughs> uh them sort of you know kind of like the countdown almost for both and it was like will, will i actually be will i be at the top will i even be on the the popularity poll <laughs> <laughs> i did like how they had letters from readers saying like we have to vote bosu number one he's gonna get depressed again <laughs> yep they're exactly right <laughs> Yeah, I would almost kind of like to see how the chapter is if Boson, like if Boson gets second and then switches drawing of Boson comes in first or something. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> that would have been great. And I wonder how, like, if he messed around with these at all. Like, were there really that many people that uh, voted for switches drawing of Boson? That feels like something you'd almost have to organize. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe maybe there were enough uh, Boson drawing fans out there to like. 
because I, I guess like the internet 2chan or something at this point yeah. yeah there are probably some people out there like let's uh let's push for bosun <laughs> drawing let's uh let's push for uh reality maji yeah yeah because i feel yeah i feel like that's what it would you know it'd have to be if you like if you did that now it would make sense right because hashtag you know bosun drawing would trend on twitter or something and it would get there that way I'm kind of surprised it doesn't happen more often. Mm-hmm. You'll see like stuff like the the car from Chainsaw Man making it mm-hmm. to a certain point in the popularity polls, but I think it would be pretty easy to rig one of these. I don't think a lot of people vote on them. Yeah, in general. yeah, I don't think so either. I feel like even the My Hero ones, it's like you know whatever. Bakugo wins with like ten thousand votes, which you know is for the amount of people that like actually read it and stuff. I feel like that's probably pretty small. And I know yeah, they've started, I feel like they've started opening them up to, like, they've doing been doing them online, because I feel like I've voted in, like, an Undead Unluck one or something like that, and I feel like it used to be you had yeah. to actually, like, fill out the thing in the magazine or something like that and send it in, which obviously, uh, yeah. you can't do. <laughs> somebody needs to, I may, maybe they have, but somebody needs to really, like, go in and do a study of these character popularity polls. Mm -hmm. I want to know what kind of person votes for the main character in these. I kind of understand why you would vote for Bosu, Mm -hmm. but like who, who who is reading Naruto and is like, I'm going to vote for Naruto Uzumaki is my favorite (laughs) character. Exactly. Or yeah. Who's voting Ichigo in bleach for the favorite (laughs) character. Yeah. Um, all right, so on to chapter 69, we get the uh, Sketdan is approached by the media club to see if they can film a documentary about them. Um, and they offer up the this case called the Glassman case to, uh, to them to kind of solve, to make it interesting. Um, the Glassman is a person who has been breaking one pane of glass at the school every day and, uh, you know, doing nothing else. Like they're not breaking into the school building, like stealing stuff or anything like that. They're just breaking a pane of glass and kind of going about their day. Um, the baseball team are kind of the initial suspects, but the Sketdan can't get anything kind of concrete on them after they, you know, interview a few of the people. Um, Bosun, you know, puts on straps on the goggles and gets deep into the tank and figures out where the glass man's going to strike next. Um, he's, figured out that it's uh, you know, like based on, I guess it's like the building or the classrooms that have been getting hit. Uh, he's able to like piece together someone's name and understands where the next one is going to be. Um, so they go there the next morning to confront him and they see the glass man right before the act. And that's how uh, chapter 69 ends. Um, do, do you have any notes on this chapter? We just want to move into the, the rest of this arc uh yeah let's just go ahead and move into the rest of okay, it cool. yeah because these these next two chapters finish off this volume so we'll go through it and then uh, talk yeah. about it as a whole um chapter 70 the sket dan uh end up catching the baseball team manager in the act um that's who the the glassman was so the baseball team has this you know female team manager so it was uh, actually a glass woman i guess um but turns out that she was smashing the windows because she was being blackmailed it was a photo uh by someone you know, kind of saying that they'll release this photo of her from middle school when she was, uh, like, you know, really kind of big. Um, and then the Skedan uh, figure out that the mastermind is Yasuda Sayori, the media club student who has been filming them. Um, and then in chapter 71, Sayori admits to the crime that she was blackmail- or blackmailing the manager because she liked the same guy in middle school. 
and um, the manager uh, was like putting a love note in um, the guy's like shoe locker and rips up Sayori's. Um, and now she's dating the guy that Sayori likes that now that they're in high school and um, you know, that the manager's like lost all the weight and stuff. And then in the end, the sket Dan kind of take the fall for the windows and let the girls just sort of, you know, hash out their issues between themselves. Um, I kind of as a whole, I liked this arc. This one felt much more uh, or a lot closer to some of the the earlier ones. Like this was another one of those kind of like Scooby-Doo mystery things almost. I feel like it was nice to see these come back. Yeah, I do wish it was a little bit shorter, though. Mm-hmm. I think three chapters for this yeah. felt like they were dragging it on a little bit. I think this could have been one or two at most. Yeah, I think it would have been fine as two. This third chapter where it's just like, you know, admitting to the crime and then like sort of explaining why she did it. Like you could have kind of condensed all that. I feel like it that didn't need to be an entire chapter. Yeah, I feel like... Um... <laughs> I feel like the reveal was a little whack, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like this, uh, I mean, manga in general has this whole thing where it's like, if if someone was fat, that's just like the the worst thing they could have ever done (laughs) is just be fat. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a weird weird thing to blackmail someone on, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't know how I feel about that, but yeah, the the way it was handled was funny because like yeah, people do like I could see somebody blackmailing somebody about that or like bullying somebody for that, mm-hmm. but then the sketan is like you really shouldn't feel bad about it because you you changed. Yeah, you know you you decided you didn't want to be fat anymore. It's like maybe you shouldn't feel bad about it just because it's not really something to feel bad about. <laughs> yeah, and then I I do like the final. Um, I do like the final panel here. Shinohara tends to end chapters or arcs with like a front page of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And we do get the front page of the school newspaper here saying the sket dance strikes again, breaks six windows playing catch ball. Mm-hmm. The window breakers confess. <laughs> playing catch ball. Yeah, I, I don't know if that was a translation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm gonna blame the translator here. Uh-huh. Who who says catch ball? Yeah, I have no idea. That seems yeah, that seems like the kind of person that tweets out like you know during the Super Bowl like what's up with sports ball or well, you know stuff like that. It's like come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like that we have it on this uh, newspaper front page. There's just an entire like a fourth of the page is taken up by this photo <laughs> of the student council VP. <laughs> Sort of just like screaming into the uh, camera. <laughs> I don't. I don't get what this is supposed to be conveying here. Just that excellent layout and photo choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we know that Shinohara does not have very high opinions of the uh, journals of industry, so maybe this is what he he perceives yeah. a newspaper to be. <laughs> I do. I'm. I'm gonna keep looking at this page though. I do really like when. Uh, I feel like I've only seen this in Sketan from Shinohara specifically, but he'll occasionally do these reaction um, faces on the characters where their eyes and nose will turn into tiny dots, mm-hmm. and they almost look like a like a Peanuts Charlie Brown yeah. type of character design. <laughs> I think it looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he does that a, a couple times. Like, there's the one in the panel, like right above this final one, and then in the actual, like in the newspaper one, 
uh, Boson has that same face too. Yeah, it's it's interesting. He does. I I think overall it's some of his roughest artwork, but I think he experiments a lot more in this series, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I I liked getting the return of the kind of you know Scooby Doo mystery things, um, even if this mystery itself was maybe a little weak. I uh, I really liked that early in the series. I would like to see, I guess, more arcs in that in that style. Yeah, there was this one uh, Kyo Annie anime series. I think it was just an anime exclusive, mm-hmm. but it was called like Hyoka. I don't know if you've seen that mm-hmm. one before, but it's very much like in the Kyo Annie like Kon esque style, except it's about a high school literature club that solves mysteries. It feels very much in the same vein as Skeptic. That sounds sick. I need to... So it's a little bit more heavy on the like mystery side of things. I need to check that out because I've rewatched K-On! probably... Well, it's not Netflix anymore, but I've rewatched it probably 10 times. Um, so, yeah, I need to, to check out this this uh, Scooby-Doo K-On! <laughs> Yeah, it, that's it's very much like that, and it actually has uh, it actually has male characters in it too, which mm. is something you I, I I don't know if there's a single K on episode that has like a male character on screen for more than thirty seconds. Yeah, the art's really good. Do they go to an all girls school? Even I like I can't even. I think they do. I can't even yeah, think of a male I think character. Ritsu's brother appears on screen okay, in like right. one episode yeah. for a second, but that that's it. It feels yeah, feels like some sort of alternate reality sometimes. Uh huh. I did. This is sort of unrelated to our episode as a whole, but I saw this tweet. It was like um, you know, because they always call like series like K on and like um, what was like Angamaga. Azumanga Dayo, like cute girls doing cute things or whatever. Yeah. And there said something like, is is Haikyuu just cute boys doing cute things or something like that? And it was like, yeah, yeah so I'm gonna start using <laughs> that much. now for that's that's exactly what all like sports series are. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking on the K-On wiki page right now. Mm-hmm. There's like male characters and hat there's like 10 and half of them don't even have names it's just like music <laughs> store guy oh yeah yeah music store guy or like people that are in like maybe the you know one of the bands or something like that during uh yeah. it, like that christmas <laughs> movie that they did um something like that i could see yeah because there's one of these that says like yui's father and i think i don't remember him even being no i don't this. either yeah, I feel like at most it looks like do we get like a phone call or something. The, <laughs> it looks like he appeared in the background of the movie Uh-oh. at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. That's funny. Man, I need to yeah, I need to do my uh my my K on rewatch as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it's like on a streaming service at all at this point. No, not any uh not any uh, legal one, at least. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to buy. I'm gonna have to buy it on, uh, on like iTunes or something because I I even you know tried to watch some like you know watch on some sketchy site or something like that because it's like I literally can't find it anywhere. But it was still like you know 720p or something like that or 480. You know, like man, I can't do this. Like it's 2022. 
they've been they've been cracking down on those sites recently mm-hmm. i remember back like a few years ago they were they were pretty easy to like access and use now i feel like they get shut down after like a couple of weeks every time one of them really mm-hmm. yeah pops off exactly yeah you you gotta be gotta be one step ahead <laughs> you gotta have like your rotation that you test through because uh yeah, yeah another an, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> another investigative report I'd really like to commission is like who who are the people that set these sites up and like you know design the homepage do do the back like background work I don't know what it takes to, like set up a functional website mm-hmm. but some of them seem to be like well put together oh yeah and, and more functional than like crunchy i was gonna honestly. say most of them are way better than Crunchyroll. i don't know if you ever I, I think they've merged into Crunchyroll now but if i don't know if you ever tried to watch anything on funimation it was an absolute yeah. task i don't <laughs> I understand it's horrible your entire business is videos and you can't have like a functioning video player <laughs> it was ridiculous yeah. used to make me so Crunchyroll, mad like I think they may have recently fixed it. Mm. But for a long time, you couldn't use subtitles while watching a dubbed series. That's my... So if they did fix that, I need to check it out because that's my biggest issues. Because the way that I would normally watch anime is like I'd have it up on my other... Like on my computer or something while I was working. And I make a lot of calls. So I would like have it up and have the, you know, the dub going so that I could like work and like listen to what was going on. And then when I would like start a call, I would mute it and then I can actually watch the screen while I'm on the call, right? Because these phone calls aren't that intensive. But I can't, you know, read the subtitles if they don't like put them on there for the dub. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I'm on, I'm looking right now on some site that I've like been using for a while mm-hmm. and it looks way better than not just like Crunchyroll, but half of the streaming services I use in general. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they got to bring these people in to the company it's just like when when somebody like hacks into a government service mm-hmm. and then like they hire them they so they can stop them. yeah the other people <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like yeah like hire the pirates and use them to actually make your streaming services usable exactly i, I would i would be more willing to pay for it mm-hmm. yeah 100 yeah well that's why i haven't yeah. paid for crunchyroll or funimation because i'm like the video player didn't work half the time when i try to use it like no way i'm giving you my money (laughs) yeah viz in that same vein i think viz needs to hire the people that like put manga decks together yes absolutely yeah and because reading this for um for the podcast like mm -hmm. manga decks is way better than manga plus or uh, yeah just the regular shonen jump app Mm -hmm. well yeah first on my uh shonen jump app uh like gripe list is that if you read on two different devices, your progress doesn't carry over. So, like, yeah. if I read five chapters of Dragon Ball on my iPad and then switch back over to my phone, it doesn't tell me, like, where I left off. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to read it on your laptop, mm-hmm. it's uh, extremely hard to navigate. Yeah, it's a giant pain to even track down how to, like, find the series. Yeah, I have to bookmark it anytime I'm doing that. Um yeah all right do you you have any other notes on uh these chapters or volume eight or do we want to get into um kind of the uh what went well and uh our kind of superlatives (laughs) yeah let's uh let's do the 
most likely to succeed elements of <laughs> this series. Yep. Um, I kind of, this is kind of going to be a dual uh, positive and negative thing. So this is kind of both a what went well and a great. Nice, I like it. But I feel like the way that, or my, my enjoyment of these two volumes is exactly the inverse of the last two. Mm-hmm. I feel like the longer arcs in these two volumes, the, the pacing was kind of off. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't really as invested in them over time. Whereas I feel like the one-off chapters were actually kind of the strength of these two volumes, especially in the first of the two. Yeah, I th- yeah, these one-off chapters were definitely a lot better than they were like in in previous volumes. One hundred percent. Yeah, they a lot of them they were, I don't know, they flowed a lot better and were a lot easier to get through. I feel like last episode I spent half the time of the chapters being like this chapter took thirty five minutes to read, and I did not feel that way yeah. during any of these uh, these kind of one-offs. Yeah, and my second one, what went well is, I think it. Kind of hard to pin down exactly what I would call these, but the the chapters where Shinohara just sort of invents a fictional subculture <laughs> and gives you all the background lore mm-hmm. and the terminology for it, he's been doing them this whole time and has continued to do them, you know, well beyond Sketan. But I think they really he's really perfected them here. The Hyperion chapter and the Gotcha chapter mm-hmm. were really great. Yeah, he sets up like entire worlds and stuff just for these like throwaway chapters. I feel like Shinohara needs to like he needs to be the lore writer for the next Elden Ring or something like that with how much effort he puts into into some of these things. Like give my guy a like a giant JRPG to do. <laughs> yeah. And maybe this exists in Japan, but I would love to see um, sort of like how Naruto or My Hero Academia has like a character data book. Mm-hmm. I need a Sket Dance data book that just gives you like every detail of each of these characters' interests and daily lives. Yeah, the online wiki at the very least needs to be fleshed out more because there's so much information yeah. in all these chapters. Um, my first one went well is actually a little bit of the opposite of your what went well, and mine was just uh, <laughs> arcs. I didn't think these were like the best arcs we've had, but I I just love anytime he does like an extended arc. I feel like it's in general so much better yeah. than like the the one off ones. I feel like I um, I feel like I'm God yelling to Shinohara Moses to just build build an arc <laughs> repeatedly over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I just, yeah, I, I loved the, you know, even like, like we said, the Himeko arc was weaker than the Switch one, but I still thought it was pretty good and like it was fun to read through and I was engaged. And even same with the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, this, this recent mystery one, um, the yeah. Glassman arc. I, yeah, big, big fan of the arcs. The one-off chapters were definitely better this time, but I'm still, still all, all in on a, on a Shinohara arc. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting because a lot of comedy series in Shonen Jump tend to get pretty weak mm-hmm. when they try to like expound upon a plot device more. Yeah, um, like um, let me think, like Shugamaru, for example. I feel like would have that series wasn't very good to begin with, mm-hmm. but as soon as they really tried to like dig more into 
the plot involving Skull yeah, and those, just like, fell off. weird kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um... Well, I mean, even Witch the, Watch, like, the Witch Watch kind of arcs, yeah. I feel like, are definitely the weakest part of that series. Definitely. Definitely. Um... And then my second what went well was just getting uh, getting another mystery. We sort of talked about this again. I uh, you know didn't feel like that this mystery was like particularly great, but I just I liked having that uh, that back. I liked it at the beginning of this series, and yeah, I thought it was done pretty well here. And that's what I I feel like that's when I sort of at the start of the series was like, oh okay, this is something I can like really get through because I like just how he does these um so getting that back was was really cool i liked liked just having mysteries again because i feel like uh like recent like the past probably like four or five volumes we haven't really had them it's just been more like i don't know jokes or just like weird things like that competition and stuff like that we've had more competitions and things than we had mysteries um all right let's move over into our uh into our gripes all right, I kind of, I already listed one of my major gripes, mm-hmm. but I feel like a minor gripe that I have is that I think any of the chapters that center around the student council are kind of boring. Yeah, that was one of mine as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all the characters we have in the series, and there are so many great ones, I feel like the student council just you know, each character has a little gimmick, but they don't feel very fleshed out or interesting. I was going to say, their gimmick isn't and, particularly, yeah. like, yeah, they're not particularly interesting. And they're supposed, they're supposed to be, like, kind of the villain of the series, and they don't even kind of make for fun villains, I don't feel like. Yeah, he's even tried to reuse this same gag in Witch Watch, and mm-hmm. in the same vein, I, I think he's improved on it. The student council on Witch Watch is a lot more goofy over the top and interesting but i kind of groan whenever i see them on the first panel of a chapter Mm -hmm. like i just want to see the main cast and you know one or two secondary characters chilling i I don't care about the student council in either series yep exactly yeah i'm I'm right there with you yeah that was my one of my gripes was the just kind of the student council is not uh not great in, in the series so far. <laughs> um, and then my second gripe was, we had mentioned a little bit, but the Onihime uh, backstory was just a clear drop-off from the the Switch one. I feel like after how, yeah. like, just kind of crazy the Switch arc was, to then, I don't know, to just make, like, a kind of run-of-the-mill backstory for Himeko was uh, a bit of a letdown. Yeah, it feels like something, you know, I've seen a few times before, whereas Switch's backstory was, like, <laughs> a jaw-dropping moment. Yeah, this, yeah, Switch's backstory literally had me on the edge of my seat, like, <laughs> like you know, surprised by all these uh, twists and stuff. Whereas the Himeko one, it was like, you knew what was coming each and every step, I felt like. Right. All right, Jude, who is going to be your uh, student of the week? Let's see, I think... For me, the student of the week would be. Well, let's let's do yours first. Okay. I have a couple that I'm thinking of, uh-huh. so let me let me get yours first. That so. works. Yeah, because so I actually struggled for student of the week and for uh, who I'm putting in detention. So I only gave myself one one person for each. So uh, I wasn't floundering too. But my uh, student of the week, I feel like I've given it to him in like almost every episode but i have to go with (laughs) bosun again he's just like so obviously the like i feel like the best 
character overall. Like it's lame to say that about the like the main character, but he just gets so much like other than maybe like Switch, he's the only one that's like really been kind of like fleshed out. Um and he's the hero of like all of the all of the arcs that we've had in here. Um he's funny throughout the uh whatchamacallit, the um the popularity poll chapter and stuff. Like yeah. Yeah, so I have to I have to go with Bo- Boson in this one. Uh, you know, the kind of the cop out easy answer. It's like name and Koro Sensei, but I legitimately think he's just kind of head and shoulders above everyone yeah. else for the most part. And this was a weak. Uh, you know, maybe you'll name him as yours, but I feel like this was a weak group of uh, volumes for for Switch. So he you know didn't have that much competition from from inside the Sket Dan. Yeah. So looking back on it, I think I'm actually gonna land on. Even though he only appears once, mm-hmm. I think he has sort of won me over 100% this volume. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Yamanobe Sensei. <laughs> I thought I about Yamanobe like... Sensei as the, the boss yeah, of backup. Like, <laughs> he's kind of the leadoff hitter here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he only appears in that first uh, chapter. Yeah. But that was probably one of my top three chapters of the episode. And as much as uh, the Sket Dance wants to hate, or the Sket Dan hates on him and he's generally disliked by a lot of people in the series mm-hmm. you know i i want this dude to go off about his esoteric interests. yeah exactly i, I want to like i want to play hyperion <laughs> like he he seems pretty cool to hang out with yep yeah give me more weird uh yamanobe sensei games um i'm all <laughs> for it um all right let's move over into who we're putting in detention uh you want me to go first on this one again yeah go okay. for it I do have mine, but I'm going to let you go first. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Himeko for having mm. the weak backstory and just being kind of uh, super whiny during the backstory and throughout some of these other chapters, right? Like she's trying to play Hyperion and yeah. they even warn her that like this game is not for girls and she insists that it is <laughs> and it's not, you know, she she's wrong. She's whiny during the gotcha chapter. She's trying to like make fun of them for this game. And then guess what? She gets sucked into the gotcha game too. Um, yeah, I've got to go with, uh, Himeko on this one. Not a great couple volumes from her, uh, you know, just some worse backstory than Switch. Hard to live up to, but, you know, that's, that's what it takes. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, super whiny in some of these other ones. So, yeah, she's, she's going into detention for this week. Even in the triple date chapter, she has to rain on that parade as yeah, well. Yeah, she's like being a stalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going to the detention. Yeah. This is, um, I was actually thinking about her, but mm. my B character is going to be Saori. Um, mm. We've seen her, like, we've already seen the media or the school media and sket dance fuck up and yeah the the media club is not (laughs) doing great so far (laughs) but i mean here we've got uh you know we've got people framing somebody for a crime um we've got people blackmailing somebody just for being fat yeah that's insane needs to get it together (laughs) yeah yeah, black one of the least likable characters in the series. Mm-hmm. I will say though, the uh, the baseball team manager girl did rip up this love letter that was in the locker. That is a like a kind of yeah. a low blow, like you True. know. But yeah, also does not um, warrant being blackmailed <laughs> for your your previous <laughs> exactly. weight and forced to do crimes. <laughs> yeah, Sauri. 
Um, I, I really hope we don't see her again. <laughs> yeah, or really the the media club at this point. They're just uh, taking L's left and right. Does not reflect well on the, the media profession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Even even outside of the school, like the Shonen Jump or fictional Shonen <laughs> Jump editors right. within the Skedans universe <laughs> are, are really trying to like pay people off over a little feature article in a comics magazine. Yep, or the guy that was uh, harassing, um, what's her name, uh, Momoka, <laughs> the voice actor yeah. thing. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah, all all of the media in Sket Dance uh, not reflected very well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, unless you have any more notes on these volumes, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, do it for us this week. Um, do, do you have any other notes on those or any, any uh, recommendations, anything to plug? Yeah, this is, um, we, we uh, stopped in the middle of this episode, so parts of this were recorded at different times. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of me speaking on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but <laughs> this week's Chainsaw Man chapter is an all-timer. I feel yes. like I've been thinking that every week or... <laughs> every other week because it's kind of been coming out in sporadic bursts mm-hmm. but i was actually laughing out loud while reading this which isn't something i can normally say <laughs> yeah this one was but yeah this one was uh, really really good i i agree chainsaw man part two is tonally like completely goofier than the first half which was already pretty goofy mm-hmm. but i feel like every like this is honestly a comedy series at this point and i love it yeah yeah i yeah, I like how, I guess, much more, like, chill uh, Chainsaw Man Part 2 has been, um, except for not today's chapter, but uh, I guess the one, like, two weeks ago or something was pretty pretty intense. But, yeah, it's it's a lot more, I don't know, like, slice of life, I guess, and more just kind of interactions yeah. between these characters. And I do love that Dingy <laughs> was letting people use him as a chair for <laughs> 10 yen <laughs> for 30 minutes. So that, that's basically like 10 cents. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, yeah, he's not making very much money. That's uh, really terrible wages. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, yeah, I uh, was trying to think of something to, to recommend or plug, but I don't really, don't really have anything... Uh, coming off the top of my head oh actually i i do this one's i guess a little more uh somber because i thought about this earlier today um there's a writer for uh the ringer jonathan charks who just passed away over the weekend um but he uh maybe like a year ago or something or like six months ago wrote this piece called um was it does my son know you which is honestly just like one of the kind of the best just things i've ever read um but it's just like a really good uh i don't know like i guess kind of like acceptance he uh, passed away of cancer so like kind of acceptance of that and like you know talking about i guess just like sort of relationships with his friends and that sort of thing i don't know i uh so definitely recommend anyone kind of read that it's can be kind of a tough read but uh that that'll be my my recommendation so a little more somber than usual but uh yeah it's off to off the peep yeah it's it's a good one um yeah so so that's mine so that'll do it for us uh this week um yeah this episode comes out on thursday and we'll have the the next week we shown and jump one on sunday um no uh 
I don't think any scouting reports yet. Probably wait another week or so before we get those uh, coming back. But excited yeah. for the scouting reports to come back again. Yeah, I will say I'm kind of I am feeling this weird frosty the snowman inspired series. Nice. I haven't just I haven't read it yet, but I I was like flipping through the the pages and stuff to try to see if I could find like a good picture for to put on our Instagram and uh, I did like the art like it some of the like the pages and panels just looked really cool. Yeah, this is a this is a sick it's a sick mascot. Mm-hmm. It's door on door on done right this far. <laughs> I'm looking forward to reading it. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you again on uh, Sunday.